What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy back at it again. Welcome to another edition of the Rico Report brought to you by you know who is the Buffalo Fanatics. Folks, I apologize. Listen, I'm not normally live on a Wednesday evening, but you know what? Things got to happen. Things got to shake. Uh, some things happened yesterday, but I was, I was like too pressed for time. So I'm like, I'm not trying to rush a show. Um, and uh, we got a big week ahead. So you can't just rush something like that and think that, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be a smooth show, but let's, let's get into it, baby. So, so many, so many things to get into. So I, I want to get into the first and foremost. Um, if you guys have been living under a rock, uh, Mr. Dion Dawkins himself uh, has been uh, nominated as man of the year by the NFL. They have nominated my man, Dion. Uh, Dion, listen, man, that dude is a good brother, man. He is a good dude. And what you see already snowed, like, kick, 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 all that stuff that you see on TV. You know what I'm saying? There's some people that'll put up, put up a front and do all those things on TV. And then once the cameras are off, they're, you know what I'm saying, back to like low key self. Fam, this guy is lit every single time. He's lit every single time I've had the opportunity alongside my man Zbot uh, to chat it up with Dion. I've, I've chatted up with Dion in the past. And funny thing is, the way that uh, the relationship between myself, Dion, and the Buffalo Fanatics, my man Pierre, Bobby, all of us, uh, simply just reaching out and welcoming the rookie. When he was a rookie uh, some years ago, what, what six, seven years ago, uh, we reached out. We're like, listen, man, anything you need from the, the, the fan base, we got you, fam. And uh, it was just a budding relationship from there. Uh, it was just a mutual respect. And it's it's just really nice to see genuine people uh, be be recognized for, for doing things in the community, right? He's he's a big personality, but it's what he does in the community that, that's huge, right? He's got the Dion's Dreamers and all of that stuff. So that's amazing. Uh, shout out to my guy, Dion Dawkins, man. He's He's been holding it down, um, you know what I'm saying, as the left tackle and holding it down for our guy, Josh Allen. And keeping him upright, and he's had a, he's he's been having a phenomenal year uh, this year. So shout out to our guy, Pro Bowler Dion Dawkins, and uh, his nomination for Man of the Year. And truthfully, if you're nominated for this award, that's a that's an accolade on its own, on its own, right? You got people that are recognizing you for being a man of the people, man of the community, and uh, being a, an overall good individual, solid individual. So. Uh, you can't you can't ask for a better individual to be uh, put on that stage and to be a nominee for this for this award. So hopefully he gets it. I mean, he's amongst uh, some some I'm sure some great individuals. But uh, shout out to my man, Dion, man. Dion deserves that thing, man. He's been that dude. He's been a good man. And uh, shout out to my man, Dion. Double D, D Doc. Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, you know, he comes away with the award and uh, bigger things ahead. So that being said, uh, I want to get into. I mean, not so great news. <laughs> uh, Vaughn Miller, Coach McDermott, Brandon Bean, uh, they, had, they had an opportunity uh, to answer some questions. And uh, I was able to, to listen to both press conferences. And uh, I'll say this, though, okay? Brandon Bean has always been someone that if you ask him a question, He's, he stands on his business, and he, and he answers you to a T. There's no and ifs, buts. He's got you. You, you want a response? 
I'll give you a response. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to flub around. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying? Like give you all the, the fluff. He'll just, he'll give you, he'll give you what needs to be given, right? All the information he gives me, uh, that needs to be given. So, uh, I mean, they were putting me on the spot. They were asking me some valid questions. There were some things that I, I didn't quite agree uh, with how he answered it or his response to these answers, but none of these questions were tough. They weren't easy questions. They were some, some hard hitting questions. So salute to the media crew uh, for, for asking the tough questions that we as a fan base are curious to know, would like to know. Um, and one of the questions that stood out, uh, one of his answers that stood out was you, you can't make everybody happy. And I'm paraphrasing here. So forgive me. You can't make everybody happy. Um, and something to the nature of, we're going to let the facts play out. We're going to let the NFL do what they do. We're going to do what we do, but we're confident. Cause the question was, are you confident? How confident are you in that? This is, it's not going to affect him potentially being on the, the, the uh, Goodell's exempt list. Are, are you confident that he'll play? Is there something going to be happening? He said, listen, pretty much until there's new information that comes out, we got what we need and we feel good about it. Is he going to play or is he going to be active? And he didn't, he didn't pretty much, he didn't deny that he's not going to be active. Let's put it that way. So we could see Von Miller on, on the field, right? And now the one thing that did stand out to me that I was like, mm, I wasn't sure how that felt, right? And I liked that he said, we want to let all the facts play out and we don't want to jump the gun and make a decision and, uh, and you know what I'm saying, and, and make a conclusion when, we, when we, we don't have all the facts, right? So then it made me go right back to Matt Ariza. Right. We already know everything about Matt Ariza. Obviously, he's been uh, exonerated from that. He's there's nothing. He's not part of that. And he uh, he got his name cleared and so on and so forth. But the damage was done. But these brothers didn't care. They said, yo, you out of here. Now, I get it. He was a rook. He didn't step. He didn't step foot on the on the regular season field. And they had nothing. He didn't owe them anything. They didn't owe him anything. Like, we don't have that relationship. You just got here. So we're not about to get into all this rah-rah, especially with the with these accusations. They let him go, or they could have just, you know, what I mean, put him on the, uh, put him on ice until all the facts come out, so on and so forth. But they didn't even care to do that. They just say, "Yo, you're out of here." So why not give Von Miller the same treatment, right? Not you're out of here, but like a little more pressure, a little more like, "Yo, wait, no, we're gonna wait till the facts come out." So somebody was like, "Well, what about the matter rises situation? What you gonna say about that?" His response was more like, ah, "Every situation is different. Facts, they are different, but." The circumstances aren't, aren't too far from each other. They're not too far from each other. Conduct to the NFL, conduct to your team. It doesn't look good. So, like, what you going to do? And these guys are like, nah, we ain't going to do anything. Now, I get it. There's a lot of money involved in this. So, we can't just, man, dollars and cents. Billy Williams, you know it, man. It's dollars and cents. There's a lot of money involved. So, you can't, he doesn't want to say it. But you understood what he was getting at. But if you're going to keep it a buck, keep it a buck. You know what I mean? But, like, how much can he say? How much, I mean, can he reveal? You got lawyers involved, and lawyers probably are telling you there's only so much you can say and cannot say. So uh, there's a lot There's a lot that you could, uh, there's a lot that you can take from that. Now, that's Brandon Bean. So Brandon Bean was answering all the questions and so on and so forth, but then McDermott, it was McDermott's turn to answer questions, and he's he's getting flack for how he was responding to some of the answers. And here's a clip of uh, some of the things that stood out uh, in this particular situation. 
if I can So I'm not sure, were you guys getting the audio there? Because uh, I got a couple comments saying that they weren't getting the audio. So uh, if you guys weren't getting the audio, uh, apologize. I got to try to fix that. Um, but I got a new laptop. I'll tell you about that in just a moment. But uh, here's the thing. All he pretty much, all he said in that clip, and I'll try to get the audio right in just a moment, didn't answer shit. He's like, listen, pretty much was like, whatever he said, Brandon Bean answered, I don't really got anything to add to that. Truthfully, I'm only really interested in coaching this team and getting to where I need to get to. There's nothing else that I need to, to jump into. What's been answered has been answered. I'm not going to provide uh, any more information that you need to. Like, I, I'm paraphrasing here, by the way, folks. So there's really nothing else for me to, I mean, there's really nothing else for me to talk about, really. And people are up in arms because they're like, yo, you're the head coach. We'd like to, we'd like to get a little insight from you. I mean, he is your player. He's your dude. So how do you personally as a coach feel about this? How's this affecting the locker room? Like, how are you dealing with this? Fam, this guy didn't want to talk on nothing. So here's, here's the thing. I see, it both, I see it two ways. Two ways in this situation. And uh, this one that the audio didn't work, but I'll try to get that sorted out. Um, but here's, here's the way I look at it in this situation here. Damned if he does and damned if he doesn't, right? If he were to answer it, they critique what he said. But as a head coach, this is one thing that people have been on your ass for for a minute. And I don't personally agree with it 100%, but accountability, right? And the one thing is, like, if we were to ask any Bills fan right now and say, hey, did you guys get a quiet, did you guys get a, uh, an answer on that uh, 13 seconds on what happened and who did what and so on and so forth? How long did, I mean, even to this day, some people don't really know because nobody wants to say nothing. Right. You only have speculation who screwed up, who did what, all that, all that in the third. Right. So you're already people are already on your ass for not answering questions and getting into it. And here you go talking about, no, nah, I'm going to just let it be. I'm ready to coach this team. I'm, I, I got practice in 15 minutes. I got to go handle this stuff. I get it. You got a lot on your plate. And this is the least of your worries, because right now you're trying to get dubs. You're trying to get wins. That's what you're judged on. You're judged on as a head coach. Can you get these guys to, to win out? Because at, in the end of the day, that's what has to happen. You have to get these wins. You've got to win out. So that's where his focus is at. But as a head coach, when you're behind the podium, you got to be head coach. You got to answer for these things. 
And for you to sit here and not say a word and, and, and keep, you know what I mean, be quiet, I'm not with that. See, that's the one thing that with McDermott that I'm not a fan of. Like, if they ask you something, you better you better stand up and a- answer it. That's your player. That is your player. You got to answer that stuff. And you're on the bye week. I know it happened on the bye week, but yeah, guess what? We talking about it. So you're, it's your job to either quiet us from asking questions. You got you to gotta give us something to, you know I mean, even if he said, you know what? I'm disappointed that we're in this situation. Um, and Von Miller knows enough. You know what I'm saying? And even if, even if, if, even if you wanted to just jump into a little bit, you can generalize it to kind of give the reporter something. But this brother stood on his business. Talk about, I got a coach. I got a team to go coach. Now, on the flip side, yo, all that Von Miller stuff, I don't care. In his mind, he's probably like, I don't care about that stuff, right? I'm trying to win. Because right now, if I don't, we miss the playoffs. Yo, the noise is going to be mad loud. I know that I got, you know what I'm saying, some, some confidence that 0% that I'm going to be fired, but nothing is ever 100% ever, you know what I'm saying, until it actually happens. So he could be sitting, I'm not saying he's shook, because you got the vote of confidence that you're going to be back. But at the end of the day, fam, you got to win out. So if you're going, if you're going to stay silent behind this and, and when, when people are asking you questions, you better be on your business when, when you get on the field and you better start putting wins together. Get your team to be, stop, stop being the number one penalized team in the league. You know I mean, get your shit together. Because I'm a big, I'm a McDermott guy. I am. But I'm not going to sit here and, and act like, yo, he ain't got no problems because, bro, you do. You got, some, you got some problems on your squad, man. And you got a lot of things you got to fix. And right now, the jig is up, man. People are like, fam, you need to be out. Bills fans, a lot of Bills fans ain't happy with you. And this don't help the situation when you, they're asking you questions on your players and you're trying to play like, nah, I'm, 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 I'm about my business. I'm not going to answer questions. Bro, you got to answer these questions, bro. You're the head coach. You got to answer that stuff. And you can't play this because if you lose, you better answer for that. You can't give us this cookie cutter questions like last time or cookie cutter answers like last time. So we'll see. Eyes are going to be paid attention to Mr. McDermott. And so will I. Because the last five games and how his body language is and how he's, his, his team is going to prepare means a lot. Now, the one thing that McDermott can say, he can hang his tip his hat, if you will, is that after every bye, he's undefeated. He's 6-0. and oh following a bye week. So kudos to my man McDermott. Love that about you. You know what I'm saying? That means you, you, you're able to get your boys prepared. You're able to get these guys ready to go and whoop some ass because these Chiefs that are coming up, I know they're not the same Chiefs of old, but the, this Chiefs team is still a solid team. This same Chiefs team still is, host, is, is hoisting a top 10 defense. They're still a solid defense altogether. So that's one thing that, that stands out when I see McDermott and I see all this, this, this chatter around surrounding him and surrounding the team. We'll see how this all plays out in the end because, boy, people are going to be coming at your ass, boy. They will be. Um, shout out to my man, Cody. What's up, Cody? I'm getting tired of McDermott answering questions like Belichick, man. Bills fans need context or heart. I'm feeling you, Cody. And that isn't and what, what a coach has been like the last two or th- uh, two or so seasons. Tell me I'm wrong, Rico. No, you went wrong, bro. And I'm still kind of, I'm still kind of salty that we never really got a straight up answer on that 13 seconds. 
what I'm saying? Like a real straight up answer. What the hell happened? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll tell you right now. I don't know Coach McDaniels uh, to uh, Mike McDaniels, for the, the coach for the Dolphins. But I can tell you if a huge blunder happened, right? I'm sure he would, he would explain, all right, man, here's what happened, man. This, this, this. He, he'd do it in this quirky, weird way that he is. But we get in response and be like, all right, man, that's what happened. And then people can I mean, cast their, you know what I'm saying, their, their, their negativity towards whatever the reasons are. But then it's over. You know how people are. People up in rage for a good, like, month or so. And then it's on to the next. So take your lumps. Take your licks for the, for the few weeks that you messed up. And then we move on. And you can learn from that shit. But McDermott is one of those cats that's like, you know, he holds things to the vest. But I still F with that dude. I still F with McDermott, man. He, he, they still have, he still has a locker room. They still respect him. And we'll see, we'll see how the rest of the season plays out because this is a brand new season, folks. This is a brand new season. Five games, that's it. Every freaking game matters here on out. So we'll see how this all plays out, right? So, which brings me to the, the, main, the main topic of the day. Are the Bills ready to make that run? Are they prepared to make that run? Did this bye week come at the right time, right? And it's, it's a fair question because you're sitting here looking at, you're looking at, okay, so the landscape of the league, who's won, who's lost, right, where we're sitting at. I mean, I'm not going to go through the, the, the calculator because my man Zbot did an excellent job a couple of days ago of giving you the opportunities. And I think we both know. I don't need no damn simulator. I don't need no damn playoff simulator. Let me know. One loss and we're done. One loss and we're done. Is a wrap. Because there's this, this team is too, this, this league is too good. You know what I'm saying? And right now there's a lot of parody right now. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of like teams losing teams they shouldn't lose to, teams winning games they shouldn't win, and then you got the Bills. Bills are plus, plus over 100 in, in points differential, and we're sitting at a 6-6 six six record. You got the Atlanta Falcons sitting at 6-6, six six, same as the Bills, with a freaking minus, <laughs> minus 10 point differential. Like, give me a freaking break, man. That's just bad breaks for the Bills. But you know what? What's the saying? Good teams always find ways to win no matter what. Well, we are finding ways to lose. So what does that make us? Are we a good team? It's just, or is this just one of those years where just things ain't crumbling the way we need to crumble? That cookie ain't crumbling the way we need to crumble. That's what, that's what, it, that's what it's feeling like, right? So really my, my questions are, how are we going to make this run? How do we make this run? What is important in order for us to make this run? Well, first things first. The thing that stands out to me the most. Let me get my banners right. Let me get my banners right. All right, give me, give me two seconds here. So the keys, obviously, to making this run, right? And it's got to be an epic run because we got to win out. <laughs> if we got to win out, and that's just, that's just what it is. We have to win out. There's no questions there's, there's, there's nothing for us to pause and think about. We got to win up. One loss is a wrap. And this Chiefs team is a great test. Our test, I, in my personal opinion, our test started last week, uh, two weeks ago against the Eagles. Can we play 
against a perennial playoff team? Can we play against a former Super Bowl contender that was in the Super Bowl? Can we match up against these boys? And we certainly did. We certainly did. And you saw that. You saw it with your own eyes, man. A couple mistakes, a couple bad breaks, and the Eagles are back in it. A couple miscues on defense, and the Eagles win it. A couple miscues on offense, and we're, we're a walk-off touchdown away from sitting here at 7-5. and five. Instead of sitting here at 6-6, six and 7-5 six. and five sounds mighty nice going into the bye than going into face the Chiefs. Because now you're at eight wins. If you get onto the Chiefs, and now we're like, okay, now we're in it. Now, okay, where are we seeding? Now we're talking about seeding at this point. Right now, we're talking about can we even get in? And it's going to take us to win out. So how the heck are we going to do that? How the heck are we going to do that? So first things first, it's going to come down to discipline. <laughs> that's, that's just, that's all I can tell you. It's all about discipline. It's going to come down to that. It's, it's, it's never going to waver from that. The teams that are more disciplined are the teams that have the success. If you're undisciplined, you act in a fool, you don't get far. I mean, listen, just look, just go back to your school days. Go back to your, your, your primary school days. Go back to your high school school days. You know what I'm saying? Those that you watched around you that had no discipline, even when you played sports, no discipline, were the ones that just found themselves in issues, found themselves getting benched, Right found themselves getting in trouble with the principal, found themselves getting arrested, found themselves like, I mean, discipline, man. And let me, let me show you. And it starts, that discipline that we talk about, it starts with things like this. Let me just find my clip here that I had. Look at this. Look at this mess right here. I want you guys to have a quick look at this, right? So out of all the teams in the league, <laughs> the Bills are ranked number one with 84 flags thrown on them. 84 flags. You're you're in the ranks with the Seahawks, right? The Seahawks are our are middle tier team. They're nowhere near as good as obviously the Bills, in my opinion. You got 81 flags against the Dallas Cowboys, but the Dallas Cowboys are a playoff team. They're pushing for the playoffs, and potentially they might even win their own division if they keep this up. Not when they play the Bills, though, that's for sure. Then you got the lowly, you got the lowly freaking Bears. You got the lowly Cardinals. You got a team that seems to be getting hot potentially in Green Bay Packers, but who knows how they're going to do in that the NFC North. Then you got the Broncos that are that are that just got blown out or just beat. Then you got the freaking Panthers, and you got the you got the spot and among the kit, a team that's six and six. With 84 flags, and you think that you're going to go somewhere. You're not going nowhere with that bullshit, man. So this, this discipline, that's got to come from, and I, and I have to admit it, it has to come from at the top. If, you're, if your team, I mean, listen, did you see New England on that squad? New England, is New England there? Listen, you don't dare <laughs> pull these dumbass stunts with Bill Belichick. Because they'll bench your ass real quick. Or he'll cut your ass if you keep that shit up. And they're one of the and they're, the, they're one of the worst teams. But it is on coaching. And I had to, I, I wouldn't say I struggled with it because I'm always, I'm very big on players play. Players play, they're the ones that are in the game. They know what they're supposed to do. But when you know what is waiting for your ass if you mess up, 
you're going to be zeroed in and focused and you're not going to be pulling all the stupid shit. It's, it's actually, it's, it's, it's actually killing us because how many times have we made positive plays? How many times have we made positive plays offensively, defensively? You look around to see if there's anything, or you look at the bottom of your screen to see if there's a flag thing that comes up and you're like, another flag. That shit kills you, bro. That shit kills you. 84 flags leading the damn league and you're trying to win. Fam, no, that, kill, that kills you, bro. So, like, that, that's, that's where coach comes in. Like, yo, I'm dead serious, man. Y'all, y'all need to fucking get your shit together because we're not winning if we're getting flagged up. Imagine that. We're playing the Chiefs. We march down the field. We score. No time left. We're down three. We score. Flag on the play. That's it. Bring it back. Nah, man. It comes a time where, like, fam, we got we to gotta, we gotta wake up. We definitely got to wake up. Because it used to be, what was that? Uh, my man said nine in a row. We got to go nine in a row. That's right, Silas. I see what you're saying. We got to go nine in a row. You're right. It ain't going to be five. We got to go nine in a row. We definitely do. And knowing, and I'm going to go back on the flags and the discipline, knowing that these refs have been some ass this year. They've been not great. Like, I mean, you could hear, you're hearing it from the analysts. Even the analysts are like, yo, fuck. Like, what are these guys doing? Like, these refs are terrible, right? Knowing that, you still got to be better. You still have to be better, but we're not. We're letting this thing kill us. 84 flags, bro, that's nasty. That is nasty, man. So discipline is what stands out to me. That's the one thing that if we're going to make a run, the keys to making an epic run is to take, just stop with the penalties. Stop with the penalties. Now, it makes me think of something when we talk about the penalties. And I remember talking about this to you guys, and I, I hated it when Jordan Phillips took that, that flag and, and he was uh, just, uh, what, what was he? When, he's, uh, when uh, Kelsey flinched it and he took off and just smashed that dude. Well, my man had, had uh, he had a response for that. He had a response for that. And pardon that beep. He had a response for that. I'm not going to play the audio. I'm hoping you guys can hear the audio here because Jordan Phillips had a, a response for that very play that happened. See if I can find it. I can play that y'all for y'all. And uh, and I, I'm with it. So check this out. This is Jordan Phillips. Even if they would have got that playoff, it's just either them hitting us or us hitting them. Obviously, you can dish it out, obviously, but you can't take it. So that's just soft. He is a well-respected guy around the league for whatever reason. Um, so, and now he suddenly has a voice because he had, he's on his brother's podcast and whatnot, so he thinks he can use it. But uh, the way he's using his voice, it doesn't make any sense. Like you look at the so pretty much, if you guys can hear that, pretty much what he was saying, I got I to gotta fix that up for you guys. Uh, he's pretty much saying, yo, quit being soft, bro. Quit being soft. Ain't nobody trying to hear all your nonsense. Like, get it together. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're a big boy yourself. Like, you're, you're, you're going for people's knees, and you were talking about tush push this, tush push that. And tries to roll him up. So for him to speak on somebody being dirty, so I don't I think he has any right that better. or any means to call for a fine when he does a whole bunch of stuff. Like, 
So I just think I just think that's kind of crazy for him to, to, to even mention that. I'm 335 pounds. How am I going to stop? That's 335 pounds. That's better. Okay, okay. You guys can hear that? I'm 335 pounds. Listen, I saw you flinch. I'm going for your ass. Because if it's not me, <laughs> that's going after you. It's you coming after me. So I'm getting after that. But I put that, I give you that clip there to understand where those little penalties, kind of it's momentum giving, right? It's, it's one of those moments where you're like, ah, how do you take that flight? But once you see that there was a flinch, you understand it. And I'm now that I understand what was happening and I saw the footage that there was an actual flinch, I'm all with it. But he was right, though. Yo, you guys are coming after us. You guys are getting at our knees. And Jason Kelsey talked about, oh, uh, he should be out of, man, quit that nonsense. But it does come back to discipline. And we've got to be better in that regard. We've got to be better in that regard. So that's, that's one of the key, key things that stands out to me in if we're going to make this run, right? Number two, Joe Brady and Josh Allen. That duo right there needs to, that, that duo needs to continue. We need to be great with these two guys. Because ever since Joe Brady has taken over, we've seen this offense flourish. We've seen this offense put points on the board. And we, it's not a struggle. When, when we had, obviously, Ken Dorsey, we had stretches of games where we could put points on the board. But, boy, did it come to a point where it was a struggle to put up 20 to 25 points. It was a struggle for us to get there. We go up against the Eagles, and we put up 30, no problem. Problem is, we allowed 30 on the defensive side of the ball, but that's a whole other ballgame. But this Joe Brady-Josh Allen connection, this Joe Brady-Josh Allen duo needs to be dialed all the way in. They need to be dialed all the way in, and they have to be flawless. And it's unfortunate, but we are in a position, we, we're forced to be in a position to be flawless. We're forced to be in a position that nothing, we can't, we can't afford to have issues happen to us we can't afford for the ball to bounce the wrong way we have to be on everything and offensively that's who we have to lean on unfortunately we can't lean on the defense we've seen that time and time again where we put points on the board as an offense we we get through all the bs of all game all game long where we struggled and we did what any what we need to do but josh allen as he always does puts the team on his back gets points on the board we get ahead and we say defense just make a stop. Defense, slow them down. Defense, get us the ball back. De make a stop. Defense, don't let them score. And look at our record, six and six. I mean, maybe two games, I can stand on one that I can say that was Josh Allen's fault, and that was week one. When you give the ball back to the other team four times, you keep that team to, what, 16 points at the time, before that special team touchdown, like fam, like that, that's a problem. That's a big problem. But we know that. But the rest, maybe the Jaguars game is 50-50. But at the end of the day, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't allow it. We, we gave the Jaguars two huge drives that ended up turning into scores. Like we just can't have that type of stuff. So offense has to be flawless. And I hate to break it to you, but it has to be. We got no choice. Because if we're not, and we're going to depend on this defense to do something, you might as well pack your shit and get ready to go to Honolulu. <laughs> and I'm not talking about no Pro Bowl shit. I'm talking about, yo, go find yourself a vacation spot and just chill out until next year. 
that's the type of situation we're in. Is when <laughs> are you going, you find yourself a destination, like try, st- listen, start, start calling for your travel agents and start making them look for spots. If you're going to play that type of bullshit, you got to be freaking 100% all in and flawless. There's no and ifs, buts. That's just what it's got to be. Super chat coming in from my man, Cody. What up, Cody? He says, yo, here's two. <laughs> Answer my question above, Rico. What you got? What you got, Cody? Let me go back to see what Cody's asking. Let me slide on back. All right, I see you, Cody. Cody says, yo, here's a question for you. You're tied up. 20 seconds left. One time out. Do you go over? <laughs> do you go to overtime or try to get three points? My seven-year-old mother knows nothing about football. And even she was like, why didn't he try for it? Listen, that's the, that's the one thing that most folks have been talking about. I mean, I'm over it. I've been there, done that. I'm not trying to get back into it like, you know what I'm saying, like a whole lot of folks. But at the end of the day, I understand why he went that route. I'm talking about McDermott, playing it safe, if you will. But at the end of the day, you got to know that your, your season's on the line. You're trying to win. You got Josh Allen. He was cooking. Yo, let him try. Let him try to, get, let him try to go for it. Let him try to go for it. Shows me that you want it. But I also understand you got to be, you got to play on the safe side because you want to give your opportunity, your team an opportunity in overtime. And that they did. They got the ball back. They marched down the field. They marched down the field. We missed it because had we got it, we wouldn't be talking about that. We'd be like, yo, McDermott played it safe. We got the ball back. We marched up. We scored. We walked off the field. We're out of here. But that's not the way it worked out. That's not the way it worked out. We all know that. So, I mean, it is what it is. I get it, Cody. I get it. But it's just what it's just one of those situations, brother. It's just one of those situations. So Josh has to be on top of it, man. He has been. He'll continue to. And I don't see any different. But the emergence and this bye week with Joe Brady will allow them to cook things up. Will allow them to kind of kind of twist things the way they need to, tweak things the way they need to in order to take over and take advantage of these, these Chiefs. Because these Chiefs, they ain't perfect now. Right now, I mean, they, they, they're coming off a, uh, was it, they, didn't they just, uh, did they win the last game? I can't remember if they won their losses last game. I think they lost this last game. So they're going to be just as pissed off <laughs> coming into this game as well. So if, they, if you think they're going to lay down for us, you, y'all got another thing coming. It just ain't going to happen. These boys are, are going to be ready to try to get their dub because, A, they're trying to, you know what I mean, work their way to get that bye. That's number one. They obviously, they have a stranglehold over that division, so they should be able to take that division no problem. I mean, the Raiders ain't going to do anything. Chargers certainly ain't going to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, think about it. Think about what's in the, in the West. They ain't going to do nothing about it. So, right now, you're looking at this, this season that we, that, that's been going down and what we've seen from this team. Ain't, not, ain't nothing really to stress about with these Chiefs because we have the personnel we can go at it. And this, this, um, this team was built to try to go at, and that's the sad part too, right? They built this team to go at the Chiefs because the Chiefs was the team to, to go at. What they didn't realize was everybody else was catching up to your asses. Dolphins, Jets, obviously they don't have a quarterback, but everyone else was trying to, okay, how do you beat the Bills? How do you defend the Bills? We were too busy worried about the damn Chiefs and nobody else. So now you've, you're in a predicament. And this is where this matchup here with this Chiefs is a good one for us. 
because we've played them before. We know them well enough. Andy Reid, obviously going up against his former, his, you know, his former colleague from back in the day. You know what I'm saying? They know each other well. But we'll see how this, this, all, this all shakes out. But in order for things to shake out, these two guys right here, Joe Brady and Josh Allen, they got to cook. They got to cook, and they cannot take their foot off the pedal. It's, it's as simple as that. They just can't. We can't just let, we can't let, that, we can't let that happen. So they've got to be on top of it. And Josh Allen, these last few weeks, has, has been on the money. And we want to continue to see that Josh Allen. That Josh Allen is the one that, that we, we've been waiting for. They've been holding his ass back. Don't run the football. Watch what you're doing. Do the family. He unleashed. You know what I mean? Joe Brady was like, yo, all that stuff we were doing before is cool. Now let's try to get this thing going. And I think we're, they're going to tap into it even more in order for us to get what we need. Simple as that. There is no and ifs, or but we're going to try. No, we're going to do what needs to be done. And how it gets done is with Josh Allen. It's with him using his legs. The guy's got nine rushing touchdowns this year. Nine rushing touchdowns, right? And he's on pace uh, to have the, his best rushing statistical year in terms of getting touchdowns. So watch out for that, man. Dude, if we are nine wins, if we're a nine-win team, he's a shoe-in. And I hate to even talk about this, but he's a shoe-in as the lead MVP. Lead. But when, you have a, when you're posing a record of six and six, it's hard to put you in that conversation, bro. It's hard to put you in that conversation. Those 13 interceptions, they stand out, right? But so do his touchdowns. So do his touchdowns, man. So it's all about these wins, man. People want to talk about, hey, man, wins, wins is not a QB statter. Wins is not a team. Listen, man, wins is what matters. That's how they judge you in this league. You know what I'm saying? Is your team winning? And right now, we are 500. We're playing 500 football. Not good enough. We got to be better. We have to be way better. So that being said, though, not too excited about two this week. I mean, if you saw what the Chiefs did, who did the Chiefs play last week? I'm just going to scroll on real quick to see uh, who they were facing. I'm trying to remember here. I'm just I'm scrolling down. Oh, the Packers. God, they lost to the Packers. I remember that game. Jordan Love was on it. Jordan Love was on it. Right? 27-19, man. And they had, they had a game plan. They had a game plan. And it was it just came. I mean, now that was an egregious miss by the by the refs. That defender was all over the receiver. I think it was scandling all over him, and they didn't call that. I was like, golly, how egregious do you have to be? That's unacceptable. Unacceptable. They they that <laughs> Packers Packers squeaking away with that game. Good for them. But fam, the refs were absolutely. They, they were awful that game. They were absolutely terrible that game. But you know what? This is the way the league has been this year. This is the way the league has been. Inconsistencies from the refs. Inconsistencies from our Bills. We don't know what Bills team is going to show up. But I'll tell you this much. These last couple games now, these Bills have been looking pretty damn good. And you've got two weeks to prepare for the Chiefs. We should be able to march into Arrowhead and give them a freaking good game and take that dub. Because I'll tell you right now, it's going to be deflating. It is going to be deflating if we don't come over. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. 
we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. With that win. Because now you just know those four games remaining, who cares? Right? How do you, how do you go and, and, and watch with optimism knowing it's a wrap? And that's a miracle happens. Do we have to do that again? Do we have to go back to 2016, 2017 in order to, for the Bengals to, to, to get us into the game? We can't do that again. Can we? Nah, man, we don't, we can't, we can't. We don't want that. So we got we to gotta get this dub, man. And it starts with Joe Brady and his offense. Joe Brady, Josh Allen, and his offense because Lord knows this defense ain't going to stop. They don't, they're not going to stop anything. And if they do, kudos to them. But it's, it's just, it hasn't been looking good. Hasn't been looking good. And let me stay on the topic because look at these two boys, man. Look at these two. I mean, these, these two are known widely as one of the best quarterbacks in the game, top five, easily, these two boys. Look at that, 68% completion for Josh, 67, just shy. You know, I mean, they're, what, 0.4 from each other, 0.3. 433 pass attempts, 444. Look how close these boys are, man. 3,200 yards passing for Josh, 31 for Pat. 24 touchdown passes. For Josh, 22 for Pat, 13. I mean, 13 picks for Josh. Looks, looks terrible, right? Look at 10. Look at my man. 10 interceptions for, for my man, Pat Mahomes. 15 sacks. He's been sacked 15 times, Josh Allen. There's 17 for my guy, Pat Mahomes, man. And guess what? One of them is known to be in the playoffs contention, obviously. One of them is known to be in the conversation for MVP. But look at those statistics, man. All it takes is for wins, man. You got to get your wins. Look at that. 331 yards to your 342, but nine touchdown rushes. Massive. But all that doesn't matter if we don't get the wins. We have to win. And it starts with Josh Allen and Joe Brady. Let me continue. Because that's the key cog. That's where it starts with, the, with those boys. It really does, right? Sean McDermott. Now, I've been, I'm, I'm not going to use the word protecting because I'm not protecting, but I've been on, I've been on the side of, you know what I'm saying, defending, I guess you want to say it, defending John, uh, McDermott, saying that he's still a good coach, and I think he still is. But these next five games, especially with this bye, yo, we're watching, bro. We're watching. We want to see what defenses you could be calling late in the stretch, how aggressive you will be, how off you'll play. What tweaks you'll make defensively, right? And I'm, gonna, I'm going to actually merge Von Miller talking to this because there was my, my, my man's uh, from the BIB crew. Uh, they know who they are. They put up a post saying, hey, is it time to have a conversation about benching Von Miller? I was like, aye, that's a spicy take. That's bold. I'm not mad at it, but that's bold. I mean, you're talking about a future Hall of Famer and you're going to bench him? Healthy scratch him. But when you look at his production, you look what he's given us this year. He's averaging, what, 20 snaps a game? Let me, let me, let me break something down for y'all so you understand where I'm coming from with Von Miller and what he's done this year. Granted, we all know he's coming off an ACL. We got, we got that. Ain't nobody, anybody trying to... Nobody's disputing that. We know. We know what it is. But McDermott has a, has a conversation. He's got to have a conversation. Because Von Miller, the last five games his brother's played, last five games, crucial, 
Well, we need our future Hall of Famer to be there. We need the guy that we paid. He's the high, one of the highest paid guys. He's top three highest paid guys on the squad, right? 120 mil. You got a dead cap of 40, then 30, then 15. Fam, you're an important piece of this team. The last five games, you give me one tackle? One tackle? Nah, bro. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that can't fly, man. That can't fly. It, it's how do you justify putting that brother on the field? In the last five games, he's supposed to be one of the best on the squad, and you give me one tackle? Nah, that's a problem. That's a big problem. So McDermott has to make has to make some decisions here. I'm not, and I'm not sitting here advocating and say, yo, sit his ass down. Because I think he has some value. He does have value. Then it comes down to if you're going to put your best guys on the on the field, who are you going to who's sitting there that's better than Vaughn that you're going to put on the field over him to sit him down? You can't. See, and that's where I stand. However, however, Brandon Bean touched on it today, and he referred to you know what I'm saying a, you mean a ball player, right? You you once you start you know making making tack you you making shots and you start feeling a rhythm. You got that rhythm going and it's working. It works out for you. So you keep you keep shooting. What he's trying to allude to is that Von Miller with his limited snaps hasn't been able to really get into a rhythm. But you're not just a regular, regular Joe Von Miller. You are Von Miller. So that that getting to the rhythm part, I totally get that part. But we we're going to need you to expedite that that rhythm. We we need that immediately because I can give your snaps to Ed Oliver. I can give part of the other snaps to Leonard Floyd. Let me give some of those snaps to AJ Epinesa. Increase his snaps because he's got so he's got some rhythm. He's doing he's got what six and a half sacks or more this year. That is a serious conversation that needs to be had. Limit his snaps. Figure something out. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Especially with now on top of that with these allegations that are happening, these accusations. Do they do the right thing by sitting him from that press conference doesn't sound like it it sounds like he's full go <laughs> he ready to go now von miller versus kansas city career-wise 49 tackles against his squad 21 tackles for a loss and he's got 15 sacks but that's all von miller let me tell you something man we brought in von miller what 33 33 34 and before he got hurt, he was he was on he was he had eight sacks at the time that he got hurt, right? So now Von Miller being what thirty four years of age right now, not himself. So like you're gonna need time to kind of get going. You saw what happened to Trey White. Trey White came back, but he was never quite himself. Then he had the full year. He came back this year, then got hurt again, but he was playing out of his mind. So you're gonna ask for a thirty five year old Von Miller to come back and be what he was two years ago, that's a lot. That's a lot. I'm not saying he's washed. <laughs> Yo, oh, but he's he's looking rinsed. <laughs> I can't, I can't. He's looking rinsed. He ain't washed, but he's looking rinsed. So we, listen, coach got to figure something out. That's why I jump on Coach McDermott, because your defense has been a conversation amongst a lot of Bills fans and a conversation amongst analysts that are talking about like, yo, how how this team is six and six. Well, just go right back to how these games have been ending. Ending in heartbreak because the defense can't make a stop. 
It's, it's just that simple. We're not making the stops that we need to make stop where we need them, where we mean we need them the most, where it's the pressure that we need, that we bring too much pressure, that we take, that we where we're too far off. That's a McDermott and that's a McDermott question that he's got to answer. He's got to figure that out. And you've got ample sample size of games to look at to see what your where and what your errors were to fix them. Especially going up against this Chiefs, this Chiefs team, you know what they have offensively. You got that ADHD freaking running back in Pacheco that just can't. <laughs> <laughs> he he moves every bit of his body when he's running. Clyde Edwards Hilaire ain't what he what what he was. He never should have drafted in the first round. Travis Kelsey, he's up and down lately this year. He hasn't been the same. I mean, when you're talking about retirement, already talking about retirement, how much more are you involved in this game? I mean, don't get it twisted though. He's nice. That old line is still solid. Don't get me wrong. And Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes, and you still got Andy Reid. It's still a potent team. So you're going to have to figure out, McDermott, get these boys disciplined, get these boys ready. But defensively, you are going to have to, when we need to call on you, make a stop. You're going to have to call the best game of your lives going forward. Nine games to do it, big guy. And it starts with the Chiefs. <laughs> Somebody said, yo, Vaughn Von washed, but he's not lathered. <laughs> he's not lathered up. He's not washed, but he's rinsed. He's rinsed. He's not all of he still he still got some he still got something he still got some but we uh, we need that we we need whatever we're gonna get from Von Miller but it comes down to does McDermott trust him enough to put him on the field again is he gonna give us what what we need but in the last five games give me one tackle no, that ain't that ain't going that ain't going that ain't going that's not that's not a flex that's not a flex and Kim you're right that KC defense is a solid defense man they got a really good defense so that's why. I go back to this offense has to be solid. This offense has to be freaking flawless because we're going to need them. We're going to need them. So <laughs> Sal says, yo, who has faith in McDermott? Be honest. You're looking at him right here. I do have faith in him. I do have faith in him. Real talk. And I'm not like just saying that. I'm not. I actually really do like this dude. I think he's going to get his shit together. And I think that uh, it, I think he's, he took a long I hope, let's just put it, I hope he took a long, hard look at himself, his defense, his tendencies, and what he's done and what he hasn't been doing. Figure it the fuck out. Figure it the hell out. That's what it comes down to, right? So that's, that's my piece on McDermott. That's my piece on McDermott, right? These, this, this epic run that we got to make, Joe Brady, Josh Allen got to be flawless. They just have to. We've got, we're, we're, in, that, we're in that realm. Sean McDermott's got to come up and, and figure something out with his damn defense. You got to. Because when Josh Allen answers the bell, you got to answer the bell with your defense. Don't let that performance go to waste. And you've had countless times. It's just what it is, man. So Sean McDermott's got to get it together. Now, this trio right here, if we're gonna go if we're gonna go on a run, we gotta, we gotta, this is where we gotta start. And it starts with these three right here. Because I didn't put Stefan Diggs, because you know Stefan Diggs is gonna get his. He gets busy. He's going to. But these boys here have to be complimentary. They've got to be a big help to, to getting us where we need to be. And if you looked at what, we, what we're looking at in the health department, and I'll, I'll talk about I'll talk that in just a, in a little bit, but right now, Gabe Davis was, was dealing with some issues. He seems to be on the healthier side. Khalil Shakir is coming up. Dalton Cade, you may have had some concussion issues. He's coming back up. 
these three boys, these three fellas are going to be the ones to kind of catapult us. They got to, they got to move the, they got to move the needle. These drop passes that we'd be getting, right? I saw a clip where it said, if every pass of Josh Allen, every drop pass that the Bills have incurred, if they weren't drop passes, where would Allen be ranked? Bro, he's at the top of the list. He's number one. He'd be the number one. So keep, keep that in mind, folks. Keep that in mind. I got to plug this in real quick. So keep, keep that in mind. So that being said, I bring this up with this Gabe Khalil Shakir situation. More so Khalil Shakir. Let me talk on him. It's clear, and I think we all know this, that the Deontay Hardy signing, golly, the, that Deontay Hardy signing, I try, like, I think we all, I think we've all been there where we try to justify why we brought him in. The speed, we could use him as the, as the, I mean, the gadget player, the this, that, and the, all the, all the freaking things that we could try to make up for why we signed him to a five mil, two years, five mil a year. It's just craziness. We have absolutely not received what we needed out of Deontay Hardy. Now, is it his fault? Who knows? Is there just lack of, lack of, I guess, chemistry between himself and Josh Allen? Clearly, there's something that, that's up. But when you look at, at Deontay Hardy and I look at the t- totality of his game, bro, the enough times that I've seen, he's just like, I, I guess because he's a smaller type of, he's smaller, you mean running back body type, like, you think that he'd be shifty, you think he'd be elusive, and he'd be, like, explode. He's, he, when the ball's in, he's done where he, he can get in space. And I, I've been duped. Bro, he's all right. He's just all right. So, for me, yo, get my guy Kilo Shakir in the game and just put him as a, your, num- your number three going forward. Your number three going forward. And now, feature him. Right? I think he's earned the right to be featured. I think he's earned the right for Josh Allen. I mean, he's in, there's trust between the two of them. You know what I'm saying? So he's earned the right to, all right, start looking at me like you used to look at Cole Beasley. Now, I know we ain't the same player, but if you need some, I'm going to get it for you. And the one thing that I do love about Kalusha Key's game is he's not going to catch and go down. He does not go and catch and go down and, and live for the next play. That's the Cole Beasley style. And no hate on that. Kobe, Cole will get you what you need, and he'll go down. On the other hand, Khalil Shakir, he ain't ready to go down. He's looking for the next. He's looking for the yak. Get him in position. Get him in, in the spots. Feature him in order for these defenses to think it ain't going to be just, you know I mean, Stephon Diggs going after it all the time. So this is where Deontay, Car- Deontay Hardy comes in. I mean, listen. What has he done the last five games for us? Honestly, if you think about it, I mean, obviously he got he got benched last game, healthy scratch. But the last five games, one reception, one reception, seriously. And in the one, in, in the one reception and what? No rushing, no no jet sweep, no nothing. Like, come on, fam. Like, clearly they've they've run out of ways to try to utilize him. So you know what? That's why they brought Andy Isabella. They're like, we need to try something different. So here comes Andy Isabella. Come on, man. Come on, fam. It, is, it just ain't working, man. Hardy was supposed to replace McKenzie on the jet sweeps, but Dorsky stopped using that play. So even then, you're, you see this guy in practice every day. You know the differences between him and McKenzie. 
You know the differences. They're built different. They move different. Find a way to freaking utilize them. But nope. Not happening. And to the point where Joe Brady's like, yo, show me Andy Isabella. Let me see what Andy Isabella has. They didn't even bother putting this man on offense. They said, yo, just punt return. Just do what you got to do. So that, that whole hardy situation is a mess altogether. So in comes Khalil Shakir. Feature him somehow, some way. And let's get this thing popping. Uh, what happened to Justin Shorter? Shorter's on IR, brother. He's on injured reserve. Uh, so we got to figure that out. Now, Gabe Davis. This guy is the epitome of inconsistent. One game, he'll give you nine receptions, 120 yards, and a tutty. And you're like, all right. Number two receivers back in fact. Let's go. And then he'll give you two games of being targeted once, zero receptions, and non-effective. I know coach wants to say, oh, he was effective, though, because you know, he was blocking for us, and if, if not for his blocks, we'd be this nine, blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. But we need a level of consistency. You know who's consistent? Stefan Diggs. You know who's consistent? Dalton Kincaid, right? You can count on those cats. We just need this brother to be consistent because if he's on it, if he's doing it, we're, we're a problem. Because you've seen the games that Gabe has a very good game, we are very successful. Very successful. So we, we need to keep that up, man. We really do. Gabe is a huge part of this team if we, if we want to have success, man. It's just that there's, a, too, there's too much of a level of consistency when it comes to that guy. What's up, man? Miss Linda West, what's happening? Big love, Rico. Come on down for the Cowboys game. We need your good vibes. Yo, that's funny. I have a homie of mine that is, uh, he's a Dallas Cowboys fan. And my first ever Bills game, uh, he invited me. And it was the Dallas Cowboys versus, obviously, the Bills uh, in Buffalo. You know which one. It's the Monday nighter where we just heartbreak. Heartbreak. When I, that was my, ugh, that hurt. I wouldn't hurt. Walking out of that stadium, it was, you could hear everyone's conversations. When, you're, when, you're, when it's a winning environment, you can't hear anything. It's just a bunch of noise. We could hear everyone's conversation. So that was the last time I was in a, in a, in a Bills, at a Bills game with my man uh, that's a Cowboys fan. And he's like, yo, man, it sucks that we're not going to the Bills game. It would have been sweet. I'm like, I know, man, but these tickets are astronomically expensive. So ain't going to be me, right? But that would be lovely, Linda. That would be freaking amazing if I could go. But uh, you know what? We got to handle. Girl, don't be, don't be talking about no damn Dallas Cowboys, man. We got to handle these Chiefs first. And it comes down to these freaking guys right here to be the supporting cast that we need in order to get over the hump because offensively, that's who <laughs> that's who we're figuring out. My man said, yo, they're cheap now. Uh, are they though? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think they're still on the expensive side because there's still hope. The minute we lose one game, that's when they're going to be like, all right, man, fire sale. Yo, put the fire sale right now. Then, then we can talk about it. <laughs> Well, we'll see, man. But in all serious jokes aside, man, these three dudes right here, they're going to have to be the supporting cast that we need. And obviously, James Cook, we got to get James Cook involved in that. But these three are the ones I'm looking at because right now, the last, we haven't had our guy Dawson Knox. So we've been in, in the 10 personnel, the 11 personnel. So we've been slinging that rock left, right, center. And I think it's going to continue. So this is where this crew comes in. Now, the one thing that I have noticed, though, with Don Kincaid is Early in the games, they get him involved, but then they seem to just drop off and forget about Dalton Kincaid in the second half. So, and I've noticed that two games in a row now. So, I'm hoping that this is a trend that continues. Now, did he get did he get hurt? I'm not sure. 
Dalton Kincaid getting nicked up. I'd like to see a little bit more of Dalton Kincaid down the stretch. Down the stretch is what I'm looking for. Uh, so that's how we. That's what. That's what we're looking at at this point. All right. So, last but not least, when it comes to the, the how are we gonna make this run, health, man. Everyone's got to be healthy. Everyone's got to be involved because think about think about like obviously who we've lost this year. We already know who we've lost, right? Obviously the big three, Trey. You got Daquan. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I mean, Matt Milano, you already know what it is. We lost those three, so it's been, it's been, it's been tough. And the worst part is we lost them all on off on the defense side of the ball. But then, then we lost, uh, we got Hyde was nicked up a little bit. Then Ed Oliver was a little nicked up a little bit. Uh, Von Miller obviously wasn't that wasn't all there. Dane Jackson was nicked up. Then Brentford was nicked up, right? So, like, there was just they, we just we just had like people just nicked up. I mean, even uh freaking Terrell Bernard concussed. Like we've had injuries left, right, center, and at different times, so we could never have a full, healthy crew. So this belt, this 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 bye week, may have saved us and come at a good time because when you looked at the, uh, when you look at uh, the injury report today, everyone was healthy. So Taylor Rapp, I forgot to even mention Taylor Rapp. Even Taylor Rapp, remember that stinger, that scary stinger that he got. So we get Taylor Rapp back. We get the, you know, I mean, we get the safeties long in the tooth back. You know what I'm saying? We get the old boys back in the in back. You know I mean Dane Jackson's gonna be back? Banford, we got Rasul Douglas. So a lot of things could play well for us. Maybe this came at the right time for us to go, but this is the shitty part: is that maybe we ran out of time. It all it all starts with this Chiefs game, and these crucial games that we should have won. The Broncos. No business losing that one. It still hurts us. 12 men on the field. That hurts, bro. We we should have had that one, right? The Jets week one. What are we doing? The Patriots. What? Have you seen what the Patriots have done? Did you see that last game against the Chargers? Six nothing? And we let Mac Jones just march up on us? Like, when you look at this, it's, it's a, such a disappointing season. Yet, we still got that little bit of hope that we can make the playoffs. And that's what that's what actually is annoying and hurts the most at the same time, right? That's what hurts and is at the same time hurts the most because we're so close, but yet so far away. And so close as in we just got to keep winning out and we're in it because I'll tell you right now, we if we make a run enough that we can get to the seventh seed, if we can, we're a problem. That's danger. Ain't nobody going to try to play us at that point. I don't know if I'm, if I'm giving you guys the right graphics, but if you look at this graphic real quick, as of right now, the seventh seed is the Cleveland Browns. Fan. Cleveland against the Ravens, and, and we can match up well against the Ravens. It's not like we can't. We definitely can't. Let's just say we squeeze into the sixth seed. We got the Chiefs, right? So, I mean, right now, the aim is to be the seventh seed and try to get in that way. Obviously, we needed the Colts to lose that last game. They didn't. That hurt. The Browns, who knows what they're going to do? They got, they got a mess at quarterback. So who knows what's happening with that? The Colts, obviously, they lost Richardson. So they got guard. Minshew's doing it. He's holding it down right now. So who knows how long that's going to last for these guys. But they're, they're still doing it. And then you got the Jags and you got the Pittsburgh Steelers. And who knows? Kenny Pickett. Being out, but then you can't count out Mike Tomlin. So we dug ourselves this hole, people. We dug ourselves this hole. However, 
health is the biggest thing for us, right? So let's see how this plays out at the end of the day. Let's see how this all plays out. Let's see how we, a, we um, respond to adversity, respond to our, our backs being against the wall. And we've got key players that need to keep, play their key part. They've got to. Because if we don't, this would be one of the, I would agree that I don't think, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but this would be the most failed, the most disappointing season ever by the Bills. I don't care. You look at the 90s, like failing the Super Bowl, but at least they made that shit. And I even, I hate even, I even said that. But when you see a talented team as we are right now, and we're on the verge of missing the playoffs, the most disappointing season ever, period. And guess who? Guess who? It doesn't just fall on McDermott. It falls on Bean as well. It falls on everybody. Everybody fucked up. So we got to figure it out. We got to figure it out at the end of the day, man. So health is the biggest thing. We seem to be healthy right now. So we can make, we got to make a run somehow, some way, man. Somehow, some way, we got to make a run. Things got to start bouncing our way. And if they, start, if they start bouncing our way, we start getting momentum. We start feeling ourselves. Woo! The sky's the limit after that, man. The sky's the limit. And the, the beautiful thing about this thing is, and it works well for both Sean McDermott and it works well for Josh Allen. You're going up against Andy Reid. You're going up against Pat Mahomes. You want to best those two individuals. You do. So when you, when you look at that game, then you go, okay, so let's go to the Dallas game right after. You got to best Dak Prescott and you got to best McCarthy, right? McCarthy's got accolades under his belt. You know what I'm saying? Some people might not like him. Oh, he's a bum. Yeah, he's got something under his belt. So, and right now, Dak Prescott is playing lights out right now. He, he can't even front it. He is. He's playing lights out. So, you got to best those two boys. So, you got two back-to-back games that you got to come out there and whoop some ass. And then, once you get that momentum with those two games, man, the sky's the limit. But we just got to win out. We got to win out. It's what it comes down to. We got no choice. Got no choice. So, I'm going to leave it at that. So, that being said, folks, I mean, really and truly, this you can talk about this till you're blue in the face. Not I. <laughs> but we already know what needs to happen. We already know what needs to go down. You got to take care of business. You've got to take care of business. And you've had two weeks to focus. Lord knows, if these boys come out flat, they come out looking like bums. They ain't taking no chances. Nothing changed. Bro, I'm going to tell you right now, personally, I will roast them up. I mean, you might see Ray Rico back at it again. I'll tell you right now. Because, hey, hey, listen, you already put the fans through some bullshit this year, man. You came out, you can't come out against the Chiefs and look like some bums, especially having two weeks. You got Sean McDermott 6-0 after every bye. You better make it 7-0. Because this team, can't, this team is too damn good to be messing around, man. So before I get out of here, folks, if you guys have any questions, concerns, let me jump in there. I'm going to get in there. I got my man, Brock Campbell. What's up, Brock? Brock says, yo, it's all laughable how rigged this league is. <laughs> it's coming down to us and the Finns for the division in the last week with, with the team. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, they do these things where it's a pain in the ass because the one thing that we could ask for, and it's really, it's really tough to, to really put into, into context. Uh, really, actually, it really isn't. You get to the last game. They're going to want that game. I was thinking, I'm like, oh, maybe they'll be, they'll be like, I mean, when they won the division. It really doesn't matter who they play. Who cares? Let's just go. Let's roll. Uh, not quite. 
not quite people. Like these boys, these boys are gonna, they're not gonna give it to him. They're gonna go for it. They want momentum. They're not gonna sit and get cold and all that stuff. So that week 17, if it comes down to it, F you NFL once again. You know what I'm saying? You put us, you put us in this predicament, but you know what? It's good for entertainment. And if we really want to try and sweep these boys again, we're going to have to, but we got to make that run first. We got to make that run. And uh, they got some tough games coming up themselves, the Dolphins. So it's not, it's not all doom and gloom just yet. They got some tough games coming up themselves. They got the Ravens they got to play. Um, who else have they got to play? I know they got to play another tough division team as well. Oh, I think they have to play the Jags, but now... What's his face is hurt, so that doesn't help either. So uh, oh, it's a tough one, folks. It's a tough one, but uh, I totally get that, man. Let me uh, let me get a couple more questions in from the folks, and uh, we can uh, we can wrap this show up. Let's see here. <laughs> Yo, if I lose on Sunday to Taylor Swift, I'm out as a football fan. Well, shit, we got to find something that's uh, that's the counter to Taylor Swift. We got to bring that. Whoever's the counter to Taylor Swift, let's go. <laughs> Who's the counter? That's what we got to know. Uh, what's up, Walter? Walter says, uh, McKenzie gave us more in the first four games last year than Hardy and Sherfield has done combined. And they're both making more than him. I mean, granted, granted, McDermott, excuse me. Um, chemistry was built with McKenzie with Josh Allen in the offense for quite some time. So, I mean, it made sense. And, I mean, he was sitting behind Cole Beasley. And once once we moved on for Cole Beasley, he was going to take that role. And you're right, he was really good in the first four games. And then he kind of tailed off. He tailed off a little bit. Now, Sherfield, he was supposed to, I mean, they loved him with that with Miami. And he was actually being utilized with Miami. And we just, just don't know how to utilize him. I just don't get it, man. I really, that part, I really don't get. We don't know how to utilize Sherfield. We don't know how to utilize Hardy. We had a hard time utilizing Kincaid at the beginning, and then we started really giving him the ball. Like, I just don't get it. That part of the game, I just don't get. If you have, if you have talent, yo, put your talent on the field and let's go. All this politics of like, I mean, this guy's got, nah, man. You put your best players on the field and let's roll. I'm not saying that's not what McGurin's doing, but golly, sometimes it does feel like that. It does feel that way. Here we go. Uh, what do we got here? <laughs> just looking at the comments here. Before I get out of here, Taylor Rapp, <laughs> Taylor Rapp versus Taylor Swift. Well, listen, if we got, I mean, maybe that's our counter. If they bring Taylor Swift, Taylor Rapp is healthy now. Let's go. Three safeties in the, three safeties on the field, one in the box. Let's let's roll, baby. We don't play no games. Monkey business. What's up, man? Uh, you just want them to make the playoffs for what? For more heartbreak? I mean, monkey business. What you talking about, man? We want to we want to make the playoffs so they can win the damn thing, win the whole damn thing. That's the beauty of football, man. Not everybody can win it. Not everybody can win it. So uh, we'll see. These boys got to show what we got. Show them what we got, baby. What's up, Laura? Laura says, I hope we run the table and surprise us all. I hope, uh, she says, I have committed to watching the Bills versus Dallas game with my Dallas fan family. I feel sorry for you, girl. Uh, So come on, Bills. (laughs) I will die inside, girl. Good luck. But boy, if we win that game, that'll be nice. But it won't matter as much if we don't take on the Chiefs because one thing is losing one game, right? That kind of like, okay, cool. But we can't lose an AFC game. We've lost, what, five or six AFC games? Ugh. That can't, that can't fly, man. That can't fly. We've lost too many. We've lost too many inside the conference. We just can't. 
Betting odds say that Bills postseason chances are 29%. Is it possible? No probable is what it is. Oh, it's possible. It's not probable. It is, it is what it is. Um, I mean, 29% is better than 14%. <laughs> but just put it that way, man. And if we get this, this win against this, I guess this Chiefs is just one step ahead. Uh, like I said, if you guys go and check out the pod by my man Z-Bot that he did a couple days ago, he broke it all down on how we can get in, how we can't get in, what needs to happen. And I'm going to tell you right now, just watching the show, we don't have any air for We don't have room for air. And we need certain teams to lose more games than we anticipated that they have to lose. So, like, we're asking for a lot. So, the only thing that the Bills can do, and it's corny as it sounds, control their own destiny. You got to control your own destiny, baby. That's how it comes down to, really and truly, at the end of the day. So, um, it's just what it is, man. It's just what it is. I can't, I can't stress it enough, man. Dolphins are plus three with 20, 2.9. What's that? Dolphins are plus three with, uh, with two 95% winnable games. If they lose at least three and the Bills drop one of the next five, it's all but over for the division and very possible wild card. Mike, we can't lose. <laughs> we, the, what it comes down to is we cannot lose a game. Period. We just can't. And if we do, say goodbye. Say goodbye to the season. And, and go from there. Simple as that. There's nothing, there's no and if buts about it. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, Mike Hardo says, yo, Rico got the threads, the laptop, the liquor. He could be, <laughs> he could hold up in there for weeks. Yeah, man, listen, let me tell you something about this little backdrop that you got here. So we, we moved to this house. I'm not, a, I'm not much of a drinker. Uh, my wife, wine here and there. She used to be, but not really so much. But we'd have a lot of get-togethers at our house. So people would like, who do we bring? I don't care. Just, just come. So like, you know what it is when you go to somebody's house, you gotta, you gotta bring something. I mean, these days, when you're grown, when you're young, you don't know, you just, you show up. But when you, when you're grown, you gotta bring something. So it could be a bottle of wine, a bottle of this. But anyway, over the years, people just kept on bringing stuff and bringing stuff. And we just put it in the liquor cabinet. And when we moved, we're like, yeah, we gotta take all this stuff. And then when we got here, we still, we noticed that the people that were here before obviously had this built stock that thing up and now it looks like <laughs> i'm a legit alcoholic but i'm not i'm certainly not so i appreciate that and by the way i gotta give a shout out to everybody before i get out of here though so you know what your boy's been having issues with the laptop <laughs> laura says thank you <laughs> rico yay laptop yeah man so um i had to go out and 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 get a laptop bro i had to and when i told my brother-in-law because he's the techie he's like yo what have you been streaming off of? i was like yo my mom got me my laptop for my birthday and i was 30 I've been using this laptop and it's been pretty smooth thus far. He's like, you're losing a Mac as you're, he's like, dude, you can't, you need GPU. You need a, a CPU and you need processor. I was like, fam, I don't know any of that crap. I ain't, I ain't that guy. Right. So what do you do when you need to do some research? You got to go on the Google. He said, so I became an expert on knowing what the heck I needed. So your boy had to go, <laughs> your boy had to go to, uh, I'm a, I, I listen, I used to sell cars back in the day, man. So, you need to learn how to, you know what I mean, smooge and talk and so on and so forth. So I went to uh, Best Buy and I had my mans try to, you know what I mean, show me up and try to show me all these laptops, like $3,000 laptop. Fam, just give me what I need. This is what I need. I need to have this, that, and the third. Here we go. Anyway, long story short, I got it. It's working out well. And uh, obviously, I got to tweak a few things. I just, I just got it. So I had to kind of tweak a few things here and there. And uh, obviously, I still got to do some stuff. But much love to y'all because 
I'm gonna be real. I'm like, I can't, I'm not gonna front. Like your super chats do help. I kid you not, it really does. And this is a prime example of putting back into the biz, right? The super chat does help. So I appreciate y'all very much. So laptop is in check. I'm gonna fix that all up. All the audio stuff, we'll get that sorted and we'll get it going, man. So I appreciate y'all much love to the BF squad. Much love to y'all, much love to everybody. Um, and uh, we go from there, man. And that's what it is, man. <laughs> the hat, yeah, the hat, a little song, a little song. You know how it goes. Uh, 100% correct. We all need that love uh, of our savior. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. So, folks, enjoy the rest of your evening. I know it's a Wednesday night. Wednesday night's a little off for me, but here we are. They, we, we holding it down. And uh, we'll be back to our regular scheduled program. Uh, hopefully this Friday we get things popping. And then uh, Rev will be back on Saturday. And then we pop back on Sunday for the game. So hopefully... Uh, we can, I can get in for a pregame show. I got the girls have soccer that day, so I might not be able to. So I get the boys to try to hop on and then we'll do the game. We can better win this game. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. We better win this game. There's no ends because listen, put me in a room with one of those cats, man. We fighting. You know what I'm saying? We fighting. You know, put me in McGovern in a room. I know he wrestles. Yo, we gonna wrestle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like shit, you can't, there's no way we can lose this game. We got to win this thing, man. There's no questions about it. So do all that tough talk. You do it on the mic. You don't want to talk about Von Miller. Cool. But you better come out with a victory. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. You know, Mike Cardo say, yo, Rika got the threads of the laptop. I got you, bro. I got you. Anyway, you guys, you guys have been great. You guys are awesome. I appreciate y'all. And uh, again, supportbf.com. If you guys want to support the, the squad, support myself, and uh, we'll keep it popping. Uh, I, got, uh, I got a few streams. I mean, I got picked up a little bit more. I got a few, four more streams coming on the Bleacher Report. So uh, be able to go. If you haven't downloaded the app, download the app and follow me on Bleach Report. Just look for my name, Rico underscore BF. You'll find me and uh, we'll get this thing popping later. So much love to every one of y'all. Appreciate the support. And uh, we will get this thing going again. So you guys have yourself a fantastic evening. And we'll catch you guys on the flip side. And until next time, it's your boy. And I'm gone. Let's go.